0: Monday Night Raw, September 2nd edition. Basically, uh, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Braun Strowman comes out, is kicking it off. Uh, the ring is set up, carpet and chairs, and a table for the contract signing. The other Tag Team Champion, you know, also the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, comes out. And uh, Michael Cole joins them. And uh, Braun and Sethi are briefly exchanging words about their plans at Clash of Champions. Seth said he slayed the Beast. It's time for him to slay a monster. Braun is about to sign the contract when the U.S. champion and the boys interrupt. AJ Styles and the club come out. Sorry, the OC, the one and only. AJ saying, basically, how the hell does staring at a title get you a world title shot? I said the same thing. Legit, Braun came out, looked at the title, and went, Bep. I ain't got a title shot. AJ's like, first one in line should be the U.S. champion. Which, again, kind of AJ selling the U.S. championship short, saying, hey, I got a title, I'm on another title. You know what I mean? Well, basically, a brawl breaks out. Uh, uh, AJ ends up ripping off the contract, which I'm like, I'm surprised no one ever done that before. Just rip up the contract be like, hey, you can't get the world title shot if I rip up the contract. I thought that was actually kind of smart. Brawl breaks out. Rollins and Strowman clear the ring. And it's Steph Rollins and Braun Strowman versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh... quick little match here and there, AJ distracts Seth from the apron, Anderson rolls him up from behind, Seth reverses the pin, and, uh, good little match here, and I like how Seth and, uh, Braun didn't win by, like, brute force, they got lucky, after the match, AJ attacks Seth, but Seth gets the upper hand, dumps AJ out to ringside, Seth hits him with suicide dive, uh, Braun... Runs around the ring, shoulder tackles everybody. Braun looks to shoulder tackle AJ, but he accidentally hit destroy Seth instead. Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode come out. They start beating the crap out of Braun and Seth. And they turn into a 5 on one beatdown to Braun. Cedric is backstage and he's interviewing AJ. Gallows and Anderson ambush Cedric and beat the crap out of him for no fucking reason. And the first thing I thought was Cedric and AJ US title? Let's fucking go. That's some good shit right there. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, again, this is a kind of a cool, cool match to see, because like you know, the, the Ryder and fucking uh, Ziggler are such good, like, good friends. So it's always cool to see them in the ring together. Hawkins and Ryder double team Ziggler early for the two count. Ziggler starts fighting back. Ziggler dumps Ryder to the outside. Then he super kicks Hawkins. Roode hits the big old glorious DDT on Hawkins for the three count. And I kind of like the sack team of Roode and Ziggler. I know it's random, but whatever. Lacey Evans and Natalia rematch. Uh, But Lacey Evans gets up winning. Lacey throws something in Natalia's face to distract her, and it gives her the woman's right to the face for the three count. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Again, it gives Lacey Evans kind of a big win that she needed. It's still stupid to have Natalia beat it the first time, but whatever. After the break, Raw Women's Champion comes out to the ring, gets on the mic, and Becky cuts a promo on Sasha saying Sasha's full of shit. Sasha comes out to interrupt and say she was supposed to be the one headlining WrestleMania, being on the magazine. Sasha says Becky got all that because Nia Jax broke her face. I wish someone broke her face so someone could care about her. You know, just the stuff here and there. We briefly call to the Street Profits who are lost the words what happened between Sasha and Becky. Corbin and Cedric, man. I don't care what no one says. This is a great fucking match. My boy BC, young God Baron Corbin can go. If you let this man wrestle, he can go, bro. If you put him in there, watch his shit with Chad Gable from NXT. His good-ass match with Austin Aries. He had a good match. This guy can go if you leave him to go, man. This great fucking match. Uh, Cedric fights back, looks for another springboard move, but Corbin catches him in a deep six, that was a great fucking shit, Cedric's about to go for that little mini springboard he does towards the rope, fucking Corbin deadlifts that boy, in deep six is the shit out of him, Corbin pins for another two count, Corbin misses a shot in the corner, Cedric knocks him out ringside, Cedric follows up with a big suicide dive on Corbin, Back in the ring, Cedric hits a massive dropkick for a two count. Cedric follows up with a big Mitsudoku driver. Nice strength by Cedric. Yeah, almost deadlifting him. Cedric goes to the top. Corbin catches him. Hits the end of days. No one has yet to still kick out of the end of days. That's crazy to me. And Corbin cleanly beats Cedric, man. Corbin put in that work. I, I gave Corbin a standing ovation. I, I-, I want to see this dude go at it. Like, even this match with AJ back in the day in SmackDown. I thought that's like, two or three years ago. That was great. Like, this guy deserves some type of fucking shine. Viking Raiders are still fighting jobbers. I don't know how I feel about those. I feel like it's been way too long now. Like, they need matches. They need real matches. Of course, Viking Raiders win. Doors hammer. Done. A-boom. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. Uh, another great match here. Another great match where we get some controversy. So, basically... We get. Uh, my bad here. Uh, Joey, Joe climbs in, puts the Coquina clutch on uh, Ricochet on the turnbuckle. Ricochet kicks off the turnbuckle and they both fall down. They both have their arms on them and they both pin each other. Referee's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to decide this later. I thought that was weird. I thought, like, okay. Like, why do you need time to think? Just, it, it was pretty fucking obvious. It was a draw, you know what I mean? Uh, we get a. Bray Wyatt's Firefly fun Funhouse. The topic of tonight's show is how Finn Balor. Bray says what the fiend did to f- f- what the fiend did to f- uh, Finn fiend, Finn, I'm confused. What the fiend did to Finn was very rude and he is very sorry. The Vince McMahon puppet comes out and this was fucking great. He dares to challenge Braun or Seth for the match in Hell in a Cell. The Vince puppet gets mad until Bray Thanks, people racing outside the house. That's cool. Uh, This is fucking great. So Bray's like, I'm challenging for the title. And the Vince puppet's like, no. Why do you deserve that shit? And he's like, look at all this money I'm making you. And legit, he shows Vince all the money he makes him. And the Vince puppet starts going fucking nuts. And then he starts feeding the Vince puppet money. I'm like, how is he getting away with this, bro? The Vince puppet leaves. And Bray says that he will see them in hell and let them in. Then he morphs into the fiends in front of our eyes. Great fucking shit. I I, I don't understand that people are saying, it's too early for the fiend to win Fuck you. Shut the fuck up and let Bray Wyatt win the fucking title. Who can this dude has been misunderused, fucking not used for so many fucking years. This guy should have been a big deal a long time ago. Let this man get the title. Let him destroy the fucking Undertaker at fucking WrestleMania. Let's push this man to the fucking moon. He is the best thing going on fucking Raw and SmackDown right now. There's nothing better than Bray Wyatt. Nothing at all. Like, come on now. Uh, Rey Mysterio's in an interview. He talks about his son convincing him not to retire. And he's like he's doing it for the boy. Cesaro vs. The Miz. Uh, Cesaro starts off by destroying <laughs> The Miz with an uppercut. I thought he was going to knock this poor boy out. He just knocked him out. They brawl outside. Um, Fucking After a series of roll-ups, The Miz and Cesaro trade shots. The Miz hits the Scar finale out of nowhere. For a three count, The Miz wins. This hurt, man. Like you're not fucking doing anything with the Miz. Why can't you just let Cesaro win? Why? 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 Bailey and Becky Lunch versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Uh basically champion on champion on champion. Champion on champion on champion. Champion on champion on champion. Uh, Becky starts to beat on Alexa and Nikki in the corner until Sasha hits the ring and beats the crap out of Becky. Ref calls for the DQ. After the bell, Sasha grabs a steel, K, a steel chair. Yeah, Sasha just grabs a whole fucking steel cage and just starts bashing Becky in the back of the head. Nah, it's a steel chair. Starts beating the shit out of Becky. Until Bailey runs. She looks like she's about to stop her. Then Bailey finally does the unthinkable. Bailey turns heel, and I mean real heel, not John Cena heel where he kind of like just turned his foot in a weird way, I, I couldn't believe it, like, I didn't think they had the balls, I didn't think they had the fucking balls to do it, like, those inflatable tube men better have evil smiles from now on, <laughs> but this was so needed, like I said, Bailey has peaked a long time ago, so this was fantastic, I, I'm so excited to see the evil version of of fucking the boss and hug connection, but this is great stuff, again, Raw and SmackDown, we're not that bad this week, pretty good, pretty good. SmackDown Live, September 3rd edition, uh, not a bad episode of SmackDown at all, uh, again, I like how Raw and SmackDown has been giving us at least one or even two really solid matches. So, I can't really complain. Like, I know a lot of the stuff should be better. But, it's been better. It's been better. So, Bailey comes down to kick off tonight's show. Bailey gets a big old cheer and a chant from the crowd. Bailey says... That's really confusing her. Bailey says... Still trying to show the people what kind of champion she could be. You know, after her heel turn. And she gives it her whole heart, Bailey says when she comes out to the ring, she's trying to make people feel how she felt when she was a kid, she's trying to be a role model and show the kids what it means to be loyal, basically saying how she stayed loyal to her friend Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey calls Charlotte selfish, which uh, makes Charlotte come out, Charlotte comes down to the ring and owns that she is the queen of being selfish. But then Sasha Banks comes out. Charlotte attacks Bailey, Sasha and Bailey then jump Charlotte. And beat the crap out of her lane. Her but yeah, we got the evil Boston Hood connection going. I, I, I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Ali versus Elias. Uh, quarterfinals match for the King of the Ring. And this was a fucking good match, man. Uh, I'm glad... We got to see Elias actually fucking wrestle for once. Because it doesn't happen rarely. Because I feel like this guy can be a lot more than he is. Because legit, he just feels like a super jobber now, which is sad. But this is a pretty damn good match, I think. Uh, Ali hits his uh, fucking little like uh, dive X-Factor for a two count. That was good stuff. Uh, Ali hits a 450 splash in Elias. But his Ar- Eli- Ar- Elias' arms get against the ropes. And he switches it over to a crossface. Elias reaches for the bottom rope for a break. Ali misses the shot in the corner. Elias slams him into the turnbuckle. Elias picks up Ali for the electric chair, spins him around, big old power bomb. One, two, three. Nope, it's a two count. They fight up into the turnbuckle, but then Elias leaps down to the floor, lands on his feet. Elias comes flying off the top rope towards Ali towards the floor, but Ali knocks Elias out. Midair with a super kick. Ali is selling a knee injury now. attacking the ring, Ali goes for another four fifty. But Elias moves out the way. Ali crashes down. Elias starts working the knee, working the knee, working the knee. And then he finally hits a drift away for the clean win. I would have rather had Ali win, but I'll take it. But then we get a Samoa Joe next backstage saying, like, he's going to keep dominating. Uh, we see Aleister Black stage, He's about to cut one of those promos. He's just like, you know what? No one's coming for me. I'm coming for them. So he goes out there and he leaves the room. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Fire and Desire versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, quick fucking match, <laughs> uh, quick match, but Alexa looks for the Twisted Bliss on Sonya, but then uh, she stalls after Mandy distracts her, Alexa goes for it, but Sonya gets her knees up for the block, Sonya and Mandy hit the double team for the three count, one, two, three, Fire and Desire get a fucking uh, a win, which pretty much puts them in line for getting the, the title shot for the uh, women's tag team. Uh, Chad Gable backstage, Joe bumps into him, that's talking trash, saying he's too small, get this kid out of here, Randy Orton comes out, gets to the mic, Orton trash talks Kofi, uh, the man that basically saying how him, the revival had destroyed Kofi in the new day, Orton calls Kofi out to confront him like a man, Kofi, music hits, but as soon as Kofi's about to come out, the revival drag him out and beat the shit out of him, Dash Dawson bring Kofi to the ring. Kofi starts fighting back, but then Orin joins in. Three on one. Or any at Kofi that he's stupid. He tries to injure Kofi's leg. Kofi fights back, but then beat it him down. Uh Randy in the revival pose on the turnbuckle. Orin a the revival. Then stand over Kofi. And I like this team, I'm telling you, it feels like Legacy 2.0, I like this team. Andrade versus Chad Gable, the best match on SmackDown. This was a great fucking match. Selena cuts a promo on Gable before the match saying, you're short, you suck, you'll never be anything. But then Gable gets really pissed. He gets in there and he starts the match with a fucking triple German suplex. And this is just a great fucking uh, match. I love the spot where... Uh, Andrade's hitting the three amigos. He hits one amigo, two amigo. Gable switches it around. Starts hitting his fucking German suplexes. Hits two German suplexes. Andrade then turns it around and finally hits his last three amigo. I, I got like Eddie Benoit fucking, <laughs> fucking flashbacks when I saw that. I was like, though, this is fucking weird, dog. Good shit, though. It was good shit, though. Loved it. Uh, Andrade goes for a moonsault, but Gable blocks it with his knees. Gable goes to the top, connects with a big old moonsault anyway. Andrade fights, Gable then goes for the moonsault man, and then hits it. Andrade fights back, hits a big elbow to the face, automatically busts open Gable's mouth. Uh, Andrade goes for the running knees, knees, but Gable dodges it. Gable gets him in the fucking, um, uh, fucking rolling chaos theory, but Zelina distracts. Andrade then hits a big old elbow. Andrade looks for the hammer lock, Gable escapes with a big old roll up, One, two, three. Gable beats Andrade, this is a great fucking match, and um, I'm glad they're doing something with Gable, like, I wish, like, like, I wish they could do that, just call him short or whatever, but when he comes out, he whoops that ass, you know what I mean, Alex Black comes out, issues an open challenge, Shelton Benjamin, this was like a two minute match, Benjamin, Benjamin hits it with an E. Benjamin hits him with an E. Back in the ring, they trade kicks. Black Mass. Over. One, two, three. Done. I have no idea why this company brought Shelton Benjamin back. I swear. Like, they actually played vignettes for this dude. He was going to do something, and I don't know what's happening. Uh, 24 title madness. Bo Dallas of, uh, you know, BT, BT. Go, go, go. End up winning it. See my boy Curtis Axelman. It hurts my feelings. This guy. This guy could have been something, man. Shinsuke Nakamura versus, uh, some jobber. Some jobber. Basically, Sammy's calling his match, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, kicks, kicks, kicks. You know, knee a corner, king, jasa, and that's it. One, two, three. Uh, after the match, more 27 t- 24-7 title madness. Our truth ends up winning back when Maverick wins it back from Bo Dallas. After the break, Daniel Bryan comes out and cuts a great fucking promo. Daniel Bryan's whole fucking shtick right now is fucking great. Basically saying he is not a liar. He has no idea what the hell Eric Rowan's doing. And he runs an apology from Roman. Roman comes out. And Eric Rowan then takes him out. Rowan's cutting a promo. And this is the first time I've seen Rowan actually cut a promo. And the dude's not that bad, man. I'm telling you, Big Red is winning me over, bro. So basically, Rowan's saying it was all me. Daniel Bryan didn't know. Nobody knew. And basically, he's saying no one's ever going to control him again. He challenges Daniel Bryan to hit him. Then he ends up just beating the shit out of Roman some more. He's about to throw Roman on the announce table when Daniel Bryan comes in, tries to make the save, saying, Come on, man, I thought we were cool. He, he says, I thought we were friends. And fucking Daniel Bryan smacks him. Remember what Rowan said? If you smack me again, it's over. He claw choke slams him through the fucking announce table and yeah we're left with Rowan and Rowan taking out Roman and Daniel Bryan yes this is a weird reality we live in right now Rowan saying no one's ever gonna control him but obviously somebody's controlling him you know what I mean I would like to see him and Harper get back together there's also talks of maybe Bray but I kind of like Bray doing his own thing but this is uh not a bad episode of Smackdown though Rowan I don't know who. I definitely don't care To see Rowan versus Roman. Oh, God. Like, I don't care if you tell me that match could be decent. No. No. Like, I really just want Daniel Bryan and Roman. Because Daniel Bryan and Roman had a sick-ass match before. But I want to see where it's leading. Like, I I was losing a little bit of interest. But I'm kind of back in it. Back in it. Starting to get start off with NXT. NXT was not a bad show. It uh, had some interesting matchups. Um. Uh, but we got the Fashion Police debuting new theme music. And I'm not a fan of it, honestly. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed they went back t- to the Fashion Police gimmick. I feel like they could have done more as single stars. But we all know. We all know one of them is going to turn. I'm hoping for Finn, I mean, Breeze to turn, but then Fandango was a pretty good heel when he was like the creepy, weird Johnny Curtis, so it kind of go either way, but I am happy to have the Fashion Police back for a little bit, you know what I mean, I, like I said, the, I, I like the gimmick, not a fan of the new theme though. Two jobbers, it was like Matt Martell, Chase Parker, uh, the jobbers got a lot more offense than I thought they would, got a little tag team maneuvers here and there, but... Bucket, uh, pretty much what you would think. Just a little showcase here, but it was cool to see the jobbers get a little bit of offense. Usually they don't give the jobbers no offense, but, you know, NXT's a little different. I think, because these jobbers could be something in NXT. You never know, you know what I mean? But, pretty simple. Hot tag to Big Dango. Dango ended up cleaning house. And the Falcons arrow tags in Breeze. They had their little tag team maneuver. They need a better tag team finisher, though. Their tag team finisher is ass, dude. Their tag team finisher is what every tag team uses like, a regular move. That whole, like, springboard elbow into the other person's knees. Like, fucking Miz Morrison used to have the best one of those. Like, I'm not gonna say it doesn't look devastating, but they can do so much better for that. Like, why not just, like, hit the supermodel kick into, like, the big leg drop from the top... But I noticed Dangos hasn't been using that since he came back. I don't know if he's going to let it go. In the back, we have Jordan Miles, ACH, coming in with um, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is like, don't worry, man. You're going to do good in your opportunity. I definitely see Keith Lee destroying Jordan Miles one of these days. I feel like Keith Lee is going to turn heel one of these days, which is I'm waiting for it. And how he was talking about, you know, how no one, he hasn't got any chances, but he's over here hyping up Jordan Miles. Uh next there was an attack backstage between um Candace LeRae and the beautiful Eo Shirai. Eo jumped her in the car in a parking lot and beat the crap out of her. Kendo stick. This uh I guess this feud's not over. I didn't think this feud would be over yet. I definitely would like to see another match between them. Uh promo package for uh Cam and Grimes. Uh uh not too bad stuff. It's kinda looking like, you know, He's kind of doing this whole technical savage thing that he did in TNA That's nice, Trevor Lee, so I'm okay with that. Velveteen Dream versus Kona Reeves, the finest. I actually uh, like Kona Reeves. Like I know a lot of people shit on this guy, but I think he's kind of good. You know, I think he's kind of cool. Like uh, I feel like the the finest gimmick was better when he had the like techno music. I do like the theme, but I feel like it was better when he was like the weird techno guy. Kind of misses with his gimmick more, but this was just a showcase for velveteen finest got some moves in and you know they're kind of a very similar gimmick it was kind of cool to see them have a match because even velveteen's like looking at him like he's disgusted and then the finest is looking at him like he's disgusted uh dream ended up getting the win with the dvd <laughs> uh, dream valley driver um shocking I, I really he didn't use the elbow i thought he was i really wish he would use his um DDT as a finisher, because that's a sick looking DDT, I don't even know how to describe that, but yeah, with Superkick, Dream Valley Driver, done, Dream had his whole glove on the whole time, Uh, but then Roddy Strong comes in on the screen, and Roger Strong has burned Velveteen's dream couch, the couch that Velveteen uses to come in and out of, like, you know, challenging people, but we're, we're having some, like, Bray White, Randy Orton shit right here. Hopefully we don't get no protector in the fucking match, but... I'm telling you, I think Roddy is one of the perfect guys to take the strap off Velveteen. And I would love to see Roddy versus The World return, but with uh, NXT, you know, the North American Champion. Because that's what the North American Championship feels like. It feels like a fucking uh, a TV title. So that would be cool. I feel like Roddy would make a great champion. Recap of uh, Rhea Ripley coming to challenge uh, Shayna Baszler, the Max official... I'm very excited for it, but it's not for the title. So, I kind of like how NXT is just like, Oh, you came in, you get a title shot? The nah. uh, Next, we have uh, Tayana Kanchi, however they pronounce her name. But she's really good. I actually really like, enjoy her. She's beautiful, too. But I really enjoy seeing a lot of her. Because I like the whole judo thing. And she's she's really stepped up her game. Some of the strikes she was delivering in this match is pretty good. But uh, Teana Kanchi versus uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, we haven't seen her since she lost to Mia Yim. But she's back out here. This was actually a pretty good match, I thought. I thought this was a different match because we don't see this match every other day. But uh, Conti got a lot of offense, which I was very happy about because this basically was not a squash match. This was a really good match. Uh, Conti was giving her the strikes in the whole match. She did a great fucking running knee lift to the corner. Ooh. Give me a little shades of uh, Gregory Holmes and CM Punk when they used to do that. It, it caught fucking um, EST, man. Right in the jaw. I really thought she, like, knocked her out or something for a little bit. Uh, basically, they did the thing. Uh, that was cool. I'll have uh, Bianca Belair. Took her to the outside. She kind of tricked her into coming outside. Ended up hitting a fallaway slam on the outside. That was good. She, like, deadlifted her and hit a fall away slam on the outside. Like I said, Conti had a big ol' fucking knee lift in the corner. Fucking uh, Bianca Belair finally got the K.O.D. and ended up putting away uh, Conti. Uh, like I said, it was actually a pretty decent, good match because it was two different girls we don't see a lot of, and Bianca Belair we've seen a lot of, but we don't see her in the ring with like certain people. Uh, she did the thing too where I like she's very aggressive, where she basically beats the crap over their opponent. She takes her by the hair and just starts walling her back like a fucking drum. But I thought it was really cool. Uh, good to see Bianca Belair back in her winning ways. But actually, I would have liked to see Conti actually win this match. I feel like that would have been a cool little thing. But like I said, Belair is going to be a big star for them when NXT goes. Because NXT is different now that it's going to go on TV. So NXT is going to be a whole different little beast. I gotta say, it should be really interesting, let's see, uh, William Regal announces the f- the winner of a certain match for a women's title, it's going, I mean, it's got a challenge for the women's title, and, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, but yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, that's cool, you know, NXT's always doing different stuff, they announced the match for the, the triple threat for the women's title, and Rhea Ripley's not a part of that, I kinda like that, uh, Adam Cole versus Jordan Miles, main event for the NXT world title, Cole comes out by himself, he's pretty much feeling himself. Uh, this was a fun little match, started off a little bit slow, but it turned into a pretty good damn match, I would say. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of upside to ACH, I like, the dude's still young as hell. Fuck, man killed me. He wanted to go do a dive on the outside of the ring, and he fucking did the Naruto run. He's very anime influenced, which makes me happy as a big old anime nerd, but I thought that was pretty cool. Even though, like he wears like the little fucking uh, Naruto jacket or sometimes you'll wear like the Super Saiyan, you know, fusion jacket from Gogeta and uh, fucking Go Tanks. I think there's cool stuff. But Cole basically dominated the whole match. Ended up getting um uh, Miles ended up getting a couple near falls with a big old frog splash and he went back up to hit the midnight at star. Uh, Cole got his knees up, Cole super kick, Cole super kicked to the back of the head, boom, hit him in the back of the head. If, uh, what does he uh, call it? The Shining Wizard. I'm just going to call it The Shining Wizard because the uh, last shot or last, I think it's the last shot. I think he got it with the last shot. One, two, three. 2, 3, Cole wins. Um, Miles got a standing ovation after this match which was kind of cool and they were chanting his name. Kind of like uh, when Cedric faced Cody Ibushi. Gave me shades of that. But NXT was pretty much solid as it always is. Always delivers good content. I'm gonna get into a little bit of New Japan Royal Quest, uh, I didn't catch the whole show, but I caught the parts that I cared about, you know what I mean, um, what I caught is a couple matches were, uh, Tokyo Pimp, and, uh, Tangaloa's cousin, I forgot his name, really, Versus Cody Ibushi and Juice Robinson. And I actually kind of like the tag team of Cody Ibushi and Juice Robinson. Kind of reminds me of him and Kenny used to team with the Golden Lovers for a little bit. They have like a little like a little chemistry that I can't put my name on. This was kind of cool. Uh, Cody Ibushi and Juice were hitting some great tag team shit. Uh, fucking, um... Uh, and I really like Tokyo Pimp. I actually think Tokyo Pimp's an underrated wrestler. Tokyo Pimp starts taking control of Juice... Well, Cody Bushi and uh, Juice end up winning the match, Cody Bushi comes in, Kamagoye, clean win for the tag team, and uh, that was, I, I, I thought that was kind of cool to see them tag, uh, we get to um, one of my favorite matches of the show, It was what are, what do they call themselves, the Birds of Prey, Will Asprey and Robbie Eagles versus the fucking headbanger El Fantasmo, love fucking El Fantasmo, I think he's fucking great, one of my favorite heels out right now, he's fucking hilarious, like, he, he feels like MJF to me. Everything he says is just really fucking funny. And, uh, Ishimori. Ishimori, you know, bone soldier, but this was a great match. Uh, one of my favorite fucking highlights of this match. What a great, 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 great exchange. So, uh, fucking Will Ospreay and Phantasmo are the crap of each other. Ospreay's about to do a springboard elbow. Fantasmo catches him in his shoulder without using his fucking hands. Like, how the fuck do you do that? And then spins him around for a fucking tornado neckbreaker. I thought that was fucking great. But I kind of like this whole birds of prey tag team. Man, Robbie Eagles is man underrated. Man, this guy's really coming up. I'm glad New Japan's giving him a chance to shine. But heels stay control in the beginning until guys start diving all the fucking over the place. This match is crazy. Like, it's really hard to describe matches like this. But Robbie Eagles was loved in the UK. Again with Will Osprey, he was like over as fuck. You know. Osprey, uh, uh, fucking Ishimori did one of my favorite moves, where he does that slide German suplex thing. But Verge of Prey end up winning with the double Spanish fly off the top rope. But that was actually a cool finish too. Like um, they basically said we're challenging for the junior heavy, uh, you know, junior tag team titles, which they have. Next is Jay White with the Bullet 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 Club versus the fucking Los The Japón, which would be Jay White and um, Chase Owens of Bullet Club versus uh, Naito and uh, Sonata. Again, uh, Naito and Jay White seem to have a really big rivalry brewing right now. I guess that's going to be the next little rivalry they have, which I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, You know, Naito's using his usual shit, you know, tranquilo and all that stuff. But I like how Jay White's just not playing games. Jay White's just trying to take it to this man. Uh, Sonata ends up getting the clean when he finally fucking taps somebody out in uh, fucking Skull End. I've never seen this man tap out anyone in Skull End. I swear to God. (laughs) But after the match, Jay white beats the shit out of uh, fucking Sonata with a chair. Uh, Fucking Naito ends up coming in. The speedo on Jay white Slaps him in the fucking face. Sits down in a chair and Naito's just soaking it in. Uh, IWGP tag team match, heavyweight tag team match. Gorillas Destiny, GOD, my favorite tag team of all wrestling right now. Versus, um, fucking, okay, what are they? What are they? Aussie Open, I think? Uh, these two guys, I haven't seen too much out of them, but I know they wrestle for, like, ICW and shit like that. You know, in progress and stuff, but I'm not gonna, this was a pretty damn good match. The crowd was hot for Aussie Open, of course, as they would be. You know, being from young. the guys are still racing out there. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with people? I'm trying to die. But right away, uh, Guerrillas of Destiny take it to Aussie Open. But Aussie Open had some really cool tag team shit. Uh, big Spear by Tom Laloa. I thought that was gross. Uh, fucking hit the jackhammer too. Uh, the guy, I, I don't remember the names for the guy from Aussie Open, sadly, but it was a cool tag team spot. Where fucking um they hit the fucking Tonga Loa and Tonga Tonga Tama Tonga, Tonga bonga. uh hit a fucking he did diving headbutt and Tonga comes out with a big old fucking Samoan splash out of nowhere. But Tonga Tama Tonga, Tonga and Tamba Loa Tamba Tonga, Tonga Loa end up winning with the fucking um uh super power bomb, the awesome bomb from the top rope. Good stuff there. Really good match. The crowd's really into it. Uh, another great fucking match uh, Ishii versus The most hated man in New Japan That could rhyme to Kenta And oof Never wait open title on the line And this was just Forms, 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 and forms It was cool how Ishii wanted to fight But Kenta was trying to like Be a dick and kind of throw some wrestling maneuvers in there And the crowd was just heating it up uh, Cool spot where Kenta Beats the shit out of Ishii with a couple of forms Ishii's like on his knee saying, that's all you got, boy. Kenta runs to the rope, and then fucking Ishii just fucking scoop slams his man. Like, scoop power slams him so hard. I thought he was gonna fucking do that whole thing where he, like, broke his neck. I thought it was great. Uh, big running knee in the corner, fucking draping DDT into a couple German suplexes. Uh, fucking Kenta German suplex Ishi Ishii no-sells that shit. German suplex is Kenta. Kenta then gets up, kicks him in the fucking head, uh, Kenta plants him with a big old fucking knee to the face, he slits the throat, and he's about to end it with a GTS, uh, fucking ends up, it, I, it looks like a botch to me, but fucking he gets him off with a brain buster, and it looks like Kenta was trying to turn it into, like, a Scorpion Death Drop or something, didn't go down, uh, fucking Kenta challenges Ishii to a sit down fight like Shibata used to do. Both men sit down, are beating the crap out of each other. Kenta goes for the fucking sleeper into PK. Tama Tonga comes out, distracting Ishii. Tangaloa comes out. They fucking hit a brain on both of them. Tangaloa and uh, fucking Tamatonga end up beating the crap out of Ishii. Fucking Kenta puts Ishii to sleep with the sleeper hold and then figuratively gets him up and puts him to sleep again. GTS. And Kenta wins the Neverweight Open title. His first title win in New Japan. And I I'm pretty hyped. I'm telling you, Kenta's fucking great, man. He's fucking fantastic. Zach Saber Jr., one of my favorite people in New Japan. Or just Resolution General versus Tanahashi for the what is that? British fucking title. What is that British title he had? The Rev Pro. I think it's called the Rev Pro title. And uh Tana. Fucking Zack Sabre has had Tanahashi's number forever. Like, I can't even count the times Zack Sabre has beat Tanahashi by tap out. So Zack Sabre came in like a cocky son of a bitch, bro. So he was working on it, Tanahashi's neck, working over the big time, working over it. Tanahashi's trying to chain wrestle back. He starts kicking him in the fucking face, stretching him out in any hold that he can. Tanahashi's not giving it up. And Tanahashi's trying to stretch him back, which is kind of cool. Uh, Zack Sabre wears him down with some slaps and slaps. But Tanahashi's the bigger striker, of course. Uh, Tanahashi hits a big Dragon suplex. sling blade, Five fly, fly flow. And Tanahashi wins the British Rev Pro title. Did not expect Tanahashi to be the British champion. I'll tell you that. And Zach Sabre Jr. lost his fucking mind. He's had that title for, like, it feels like, a year or more. This guy's had that title forever since he started New Japan. And we get the main event of Kazuchika Okada versus fucking Suzuki, the psycho bastard. I remember their first match, and this was just shades of their first match. But I kind of like how Okada was trying to bring the fight more to Suzuki. Because before, Okada felt like a scared fucking puppy. And it's pretty much what you thought. Suzuki was just stretching this man, kicking this man. You fucking gave him a, a sliding Yakuza kick that I thought he knocked out Okada. He's basically challenging Okada, he puts his hands behind his back at a point, point. he tells Okada to hit him. Oh man, we get a great fucking horrible spot, I should say horrible, where Okada's fucking getting the shit beat out of him. He jumps down to one knee, and Okada's just sitting there breathing, and you just see fucking Suzuki lining him up, but he's behind him, and he just stiff elbows him in the back of the head. Oh, oh my god, horrible. But Okada starts coming back. He tries to put the sleeper hold on him. Okada actually almost fucking uh, ended up getting choked out. Somehow, as soon, that was really cool though. As soon as Okada was about to get choked out, fucking, he ended up turning into the Rainmaker. So yeah, he's about to choke him out. He's trying to get him in the fucking Suzuki project because that's usually Suzuki's downfall fucking crazy spot where Suzuki goes for a fucking headscissor, Okada catches him midway, tombstone pile driver three rainmakers it took down to put down this man, but I, I like this match, it wasn't better than the first Suzuki Okada match I've ever seen but it was definitely top two, it was definitely the second best Suzuki Okada match I've ever seen, it was pretty good stuff